The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Join Bloomberg in San Francisco or virtually on May 7th for The Future Investor, Data-Powered Transformations. This 2024 event series will examine how data is not only playing a pivotal role in investment decisions, but serves as a driving force behind the construction of innovative, investable enterprises. This series is proudly sponsored by Invesco QQQ. Register at BloombergLive.com slash FutureInvestor slash radio. All right, let's get over to our next guest, uh, Henrietta Pacmont, uh, head of Global Fixed Income at Allspring. Henrietta, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you know, I've been asking this question, are bonds now in the U.S.? I'm looking at also, obviously, you look at uh, duration here as well, representing a buying opportunity. Oh, well, they're certainly looking a lot more interesting than they have in years. Um, so, yes, I would say that this is an area to start looking at. Um, and you know, if you look at investment-grade bonds, you're over 5% now. Um, that's the case um, in the UK as well. And even on the European side, um, you've got um, your investment-grade credit um, heading towards 4% at this juncture. So, so it, would be, it would be tempting to buy the two-year at 4.12%, but obviously you're, you're basically losing money over these two years because the inflation rate is higher than that. Uh, but I guess in, in today's day, losing less money is better than losing a lot of money. Um, I think that that you, you've called it right there. Um, you know, we are in a, an interesting situation where um, you know, the message this week is that central banks are serious about dealing with inflation um, and what the moves that we're seeing in the markets uh, are testimony to that. Um, and that's going to have an impact on growth and that's going to have an impact on the economy. Um, so they're looking to slow down the economy. We're going to have to see by how much. Um, so um, you know, it is a question of looking at pockets of opportunity um, at this juncture. You'd also have to be fairly confident uh, that the uh, dollar can maintain its gains as well. Um, that you know, the currency moves that we've seen this year have been quite extraordinary, and we are seeing uh, king dollar at the moment, and and we've been respecting uh, that that dollar strength. Um, it's there for a reason, um, and I absolutely, um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if that holds. Um, and it's been interesting to see um, in the last couple of days, um, it's starting to be a topic. Um, you know, we've seen Japan move. Um, we've seen disappointment uh, post the the rate hike in the UK and, and the impact that that's had on sterling. Um, so yes, currency is a, is a consideration and what you do with it um, and whether you hedge it or not. So if, you know, with fixed income, you do have to pay a lot of attention to the currency. You know, Warren Buffett famously doesn't like bonds because he's concerned about the currency fluctuation. In Japan, they intervene, which okay, we have seen a 20% move in the yen weaker against the dollar, but all it would have to do is adjust the yield curve control program. Yields would shoot up and the currency would too. So it's, it's, a, it's a little funny to intervene on one side when you could actually do it and not call it intervention on another side. Uh, absolutely. But that would be a big step for Japan. And, and what would be the impact of that? And some people say that could, could really be a, a complete and total shock to the global um, bond market. Uh, I think it would be a shock to the global markets um, if, if it happened. Um, I don't think it would be necessarily a surprise. 
Um, it, it, it's something that, that, that would make sense, but I think it would be a shock for sure. Well, you know, of course, we saw the uh, <clears throat> intervention by the uh, uh, Japanese authorities into the currency markets to try and support the yen to give it some more uh, strength, as it were, fairly short-lived, uh, though we are still Correct. above where we were. Uh, now, they, they do that, but, you know, it also begs the question now, what's the central bank doing? What is the Bank of Japan now doing? Because, I mean, they are doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result, which is Einstein's definition of insanity. <laughs> uh, investors have been uh, betting against the Bank of Japan for many years. Um, I think uh, it, it, it's a tricky one to call. Um, that being said, I mean, Japan has got less of an inflation issue uh, than other geographies. So at the moment, you know, they, they, they can fall back on that. Uh, but uh, yes, we're seeing the currency, we're seeing the impact uh, in, in terms of global markets. Um, it is a harder position uh, to hold at this point. Um, it'll be very interesting to see how it evolves. So as we look across the yield curve generally, where do you see the most value? I mean, you talked about the short U.S. rates. Um, I think that is a, an interesting, uh, interesting place to look. Um, we, uh, a fair amount is now priced in um, in that uh, that area of the uh, of the market. Um, I touched on um, investment grade. I think again, uh, credit. I think that's another area to look at. Um, a nice combination there because you've got a bit of protection because rates have gone up um, on the on the government side. Spreads have also widened. Um, so with sort of concerns building about global growth, um, that, that gives an, an extra bit of cushion uh, as well to, to, to look at. So these are areas of the market that, that you know, uh, are of interest. Um, other thing to, to note, and, and we've seen a number of um, emerging markets um, be a lot more proactive, actually, than, than their developed market counterparts um, in terms of raising rates. Um, and uh, they've been ahead of the game um, in that sense in, in, in many geographies. Um, so I think that's another interesting one to, to look at. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking about the dollar. The question mark there is, is behavior of the dollar, of course. Mm. Um, but um, I, I do think it's an interesting one to watch as well. Where's the crossover point on the yield curve? Um, if we look at, uh, say, 10-year yields, uh, you know, spiking 18 basis points, if they dropped 18 basis points, that would be a sign that people were looking at recession. Where, where is that crossover line for you for the 10-year? Well, I think we've crossed it, right? Um, if you look at the shape of the curve in the U.S., um, and we're about 40 basis points uh, between your twos and tens negative, uh, that, that is already a reflection of what the market is thinking in terms of growth okay. prospects. All right, Henrietta, thank you for joining us. Henrietta Pacmont, head of Global Fixed Income at All Spring, with us live here. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.